Good evening to you and welcome uh, tonight. God bless you. Uh, as you come in, please do me uh, a favor and uh, just say hello. If you see someone type in comments and you usually say hello to them at church, say hello to them online and uh, just welcome them. Good evening, Henry. Good evening, Jean. God bless you both this evening. Glad that you are here with us. Uh, I'm grateful to the Lord for the opportunity to have midweek online, even though I don't prefer it. Uh, but when you have to, you have to. Amen. Uh, and I'm glad we have this because I was thinking about how in the past, uh, when we didn't have uh, online capabilities. Good evening, Patty. God bless you today. When uh, we didn't have online capabilities, uh, we just had to be like, all right, there's no service. We'll see you, you know, next Sunday. And we were not able to meet online. So I'm grateful for the opportunity to come together and uh, to meet in this way. Glory to God. Yeah. So yeah, if you see someone in comments that you usually say hi to, say hi uh, to them. Uh, good evening, Mr. Craig. God bless you today. God is so uh, very good and he is so uh, faithful to us. And so we thank him and we praise him for all uh, that he is doing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to the name of Jesus. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We're just given a few minutes. I know that people are getting on. And so I, I, I want to uh, consider that as we continue here. And I'm just pulling up my Bible app here. Glory to God. All right. I don't know if you've joined us in the Bible app yet, but we have, uh, we have, um, hey, Nasha, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. As you come in, just say hello. Um, I don't know if you've joined us, but it's a different plan than uh, we've been reading. And I know we're going to enjoy it. It's Dave's, uh, Dave Ramsey's Financial Wisdom from Proverbs. And I think it's a good time to do that, right? We're coming off a of Christmas season where Americans have the biggest debt, <laughs> You know, they say the average people, you know, spend uh, sometimes, you know, a thousand dollars or more, sometimes up to five thousand on credit cards just for Christmas, depending on the size of their family. So huh, it's a good a good time to just go ahead and get some wisdom uh, from the, um, you know, from the uh, word of God and what it says um, in terms of finances. I, I'm grateful that we can go to God for that. Amen. It's, he covers it in the book of Proverbs and beyond. Hallelujah. And so, you know, we could say, well, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And then the Lord says, yes, I can. And yes, I have. And I need you to stop spending money unwisely. And we go, but my God shall supply all of my need. You know, uh-uh, no, that's not how it works. We have to exercise the wisdom, right, that he gave us. And we have got to exercise uh, obedience to him to see the supply. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Good evening, Ivan. God bless you today. Hallelujah. You know, I'm learning and I say I'm learning because it's, it's a work in progress. I'm learning 
uh, that obedience to God is everything. <laughs> it's everything because we can stand on verses of scripture and we can stand on it over and over again. And, and, and we wonder why, why isn't this happening? But we've got to go back and see what's my part. What's my part. God has his part. What's my part. And so, uh, this is an everything that we do. Amen. Everything that we do. And so, um, I just, if you haven't joined the plan, uh, you can do so uh, on the uh, Bible app, the Version Bible app. If you're not friends with me on there, uh, the church will always publish in Version Bible app. If you make the church your church, uh, you'll see the plan. And if you just want to read it on your own, that's fine. Uh, you can just go ahead and add it and read it by yourself. Uh, I like reading it together. I like seeing what people are getting out of it. And I love seeing people's perspective because sometimes I don't think of that. I'm like, huh. Isn't that interesting? I really like that. And so, um, I, I, I like, uh, reading together as uh, a church. And so if you haven't, uh, you can add me as a friend if we're not friends. And I sent out the invite to everybody that I know is in the church. Uh, I have about 22 friends, uh, who are in the church that I sent it to, but if you would like to be a part of it, uh, and it's not that we sit down and read it together. You read it on your own. And then there's a place that says, talk it over. And you can type in comments what you got from that. So it's not, you have to sit down and read with us. You read on your own. We read on our own. And then we just kind of write down and we type what God has, you know, told us, uh, today's, uh, was, is very simple. Uh, it's about, uh, managing, <laughs> managing, you know, you can't manage what you don't know. So knowing what finances you have and what you don't. Uh, and so I think that's going to be helpful for us. It's just a 10 day plan. Uh, I know that these are short plans, but sometimes people have short attention spans. <laughs> and so, uh, they tell you, if you want to do this as a church, keep the plan short. Uh, and they say, you know, the 10 day, 14 day, those are the best plans to do. There are some 365 plans. There are some 30 day plans, uh, but we're going to do these for a little bit and then we'll see, uh, what happens as we move along. I'm just trying to let the Lord lead us in, in how we're, uh, doing that this evening. Uh, I'm in a very different place, uh, in terms of, uh, what we're going to do and, uh, I, I thought about this, uh, today and I said, okay, you know, Lord, I, I know the direction in which you're taking the church. I I've got some insight concerning that. Uh, but what exactly are we doing on Wednesday night? Uh, you know, during, uh, our online time together tonight. And so, uh, I, if you see my desk, I've got papers and things all around me and, and I'm typing and I'm writing and, and I'm doing this and that. And I'm like, Lord, hello, <laughs> hello, I need a word, you know? And so, uh, nothing's coming and I'm like, okay. Um, and so I, um, feel in, in my heart that I'm going to start here. And, uh, and, and then we'll go from there. We did have some developments today with land. And so, um, I'm not going to talk too much about that, but I'll, I will say y'all go ahead and be in agreement with us concerning a piece of property, uh, that we've located and that looks good to us. And so, um, in, in, uh, for the rest of it, um, 
Thank you, Mr. Kev. <laughs> uh, I'm saying hello to my mom and dad who they cast it to YouTube. And so they're watching us. They are with us tonight, but you won't see them in comments. Uh, they are on YouTube watching us. And so um, I thought I would share with you uh, when I told you all that when Eric and I went to California, that every question that we had, that we had talked about before we went, um, I'll just tell you when we booked this in, uh, we booked the trip, I want to say it was in October, uh, because I knew I had to be there. I had mentioned before that uh, the Lord told me for this season until he tells me to stop to listen to uh, Pastor Nancy's messages and to really uh, learn from her, sit at her feet and learn from her um, and for a number of reasons. Um, and then when this meeting came up, I can't, I kept putting it off. Uh, I, I knew, hey, Lena and Val, God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Hallelujah. And so uh, I knew that uh, I needed to be there. And I kept telling my mom, if you've ever traveled to California, East Coast to West Coast, it's pretty expensive. And especially now and, you know, with the church and different things, I'm like, that's a long period of time to go. Um, you know, my granddaughter, everything, you know, every excuse in the book. But I knew in my heart I needed to be there. And I don't know if I shared this or not. I think I might have shared it with the leadership team or with some uh, but I was sitting watching uh, Pastor Nancy's woman's conference uh, in October. And uh, it was like the beginning of October, actually. And um, David Ellis, who we know as uh, he is the worship leader for Brother Copeland, and he now uh, does a lot with Pastor Nancy, uh, he was leading worship. And uh, he started to lead, and then he stopped. And I had just gotten off the phone with my mom and I'm like, oh, I got to go back and watch. I, I just took the time to watch every service. And I said, oh, I got to go back and watch. They're back on. And so, and I told her, oh, I so want to go to the Holy Ghost meetings in October, but you know, and, and left it there. So I got on and um, David Ellis was leading a song and then he stopped and he said, uh, Pastor Nancy, I'm sorry, but I just have to stop. And he said, I hope this is okay. And she's like, mm, do what the Lord tells you to do. And so he said, where's the camera for the audience out there? And so they told him, look at that camera. So he went right to the camera and he said, pastor, you've been saying you want to come to the Holy Ghost meetings, but you haven't done and taken any steps towards it. I'm telling you that if you'll come, something significant is going to happen in the room for you and you need to be here. And so I thought, <laughs> you know, this is, duh, you know, uh, this is, you know, he hit me over the head. You know, I've been saying I'm going to go, I'm going to go. I'm like, duh, you know, Maria, you better hear this. Uh, pastor, okay, yes, that's me. You've been saying, yep, that's me. And then that significant, something significant, bore witness with exactly what I had in my heart about that meeting. So I told Mr. Eric, now part of the problem or not problem, but part of it was I wanted Eric to go with me. And re remember he's on uh, workman's comp and he's 
they're saying you're going to be going back to work. So we thought this was October. We thought mm, by January he could be back to work. And he told you the other day, I'm praying that he doesn't go back to work. He is correct. <laughs> and so I'm like, Lord, no, I don't want him to go in January. Let it go like till spring. And it's not that he doesn't need to be out. Don't get me wrong. We're not trying to do anything with the system. Uh, I just see that, you know, he does a little bit and he's on the couch the rest of the day and the next day. I'm like, how in the world is he going to do his job? But anyway, so I, I wanted to go to the meeting. So I we booked it that day. Patty was on vacation. I'm like... Our, you know, she does our travel for us. So I'm like over there all night long, you know, booking the trip. And so we booked it. And um, I told the Lord that day that, you know, I have questions and I have things in my life that I need answers for, um, for myself personally, for my husband and I, and for the church. And so what I kept saying, every time my mind went to the meeting in January, I kept saying something significant is going to happen in the room for me personally, for Eric and I, and for my family, and for the church. And I kept saying that over and over again, over and over again. And uh, up, you know, as that was approaching, Eric and I have had number a number of conversations uh, about uh, different things pertaining to us and to you know uh, life that we're doing, and then to the church. Uh, that takes up a lot of our conversation. And so uh, we went with that in our hearts. Uh, we went, I put my faith out there for that. I said, this is what we're going for answers. And I can tell you um, that answers came. Every question that Eric and I had that we had talked about, it was like, remember when the king uh, was like, how is the enemy knowing what's going on in my, you know, in, in our kingdom? Like, how's he know? And they said, well, Elijah is telling him things you say in your bedchamber, you know? Well, that's how it felt. It felt like they, any of the speakers were in our room with us as we were asking this question. Uh, and so we know the Holy Spirit is the one who facilitates that. We know that. And so um, I can't give you, I can't tell you uh, it's one of the things uh, because it, it, it involves, uh, you know, some, some things and I, I can't tell you, but even that, I mean, it, it, one day will come when I'll be able to tell you and you'll be like in awe because me and Eric just stood there like, no way, no way. How in the world is this happening? And we're here to see this because it answered a question that I had in my heart. Uh, and so it was just amazing. And so I just wanted to, um, just, I have my notes in front of me and I just feel, I'm just going to just read a little bit of some of the notes that I took. Um, and, and then I'm just going to see what the Lord would have us do, uh, concerning this. And uh, my thing is, is I know online going an hour is a long time, uh, because it's not, there's not that interact interaction. So we're going to try to keep it, you know, short. Um, because I know, again, attention span, but I want to just read uh, to you and maybe some of this will minister to your heart too. Um, but it, Brother Copeland uh, taught three services and Richard Roberts taught three services and then it was other individuals. And um, 
the service, the first service that uh, Brother Copeland did, he started with rebound with the word of God, have the word in you. So fear doesn't have a place to start. Then he said, faith is consistent. And he looked at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38. Um, and, and you'll hear that these are things that we have talked about, um, whether recently or in the past, uh, it's nothing. Let me just say this. It's nothing, uh, new per se, but it's, we see it from a perspective that I didn't see it before because it's an answer. Have you ever had God answer a question for you that you had and it came straight from him and, and it could have come through someone else, but it was like, Oh, okay. That's my answer right there. Um, but, uh, Hebrews 10 38, it says, but the just shall live by faith. My righteous servant shall live by his conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things and holy fervor born of faith and conjoined with it. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. Now, he didn't say this, but as I'm reading this, it's bringing up in my heart the things that I have questioned, that I questioned, and the things that, um, the answers that I got. But I'm looking at the end of that verse in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38, and it brings me to tears because read that again, read it again. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear, my soul has no delight or pleasure in him. Uh, that's, that's pretty strong words. And he says here, the just shall live by faith. And he talks about that holy fervor born of faith. The holy fervor born of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, this is where a child of God is supposed to live. We read in Revelation where it talks about you've lost your first love. He told the church, not the world. He was talking to the church. And, and to me, that first love is that holy fervor where it's him. It's him that I desire. It's him that I desire. And so um, he talked about faith is consistent. Active living faith is the secret to success. Active living faith is the secret to success. He said it a number of times and it was a theme through our uh, time there. Active living faith. An individual who has active living faith is not going to draw back, is not going to shrink in fear. Again, he said rebound with the word of God, have the word in you. So faith doesn't have a place to start. Our fear doesn't have a place to start. Do you see it? So fear doesn't have a place to start. 
Fear doesn't have a place to start. Today, fear was trying to start in me. But I'm smart enough to know what to do. I rebounded with the word. I was in the bathroom. <laughs> and I rebounded with the word. And, and, and I know this. And we all know this. We all know how to answer, right? We have to answer those thoughts that the enemy brings. We have to answer it. And I have prepared myself for things pertaining to land and the building and all of that. And I have such a peace in my heart about it. But today, when like reality is kind of setting in, like, uh-oh, this is happening, you know, that. And then all of a sudden, a thought like back here went mm, to the front. And usually what happens with that inside starts to get uh, like butterflies and ever have that inside that's fear <laughs> and, and like, mm, are we ready for this? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, of course we're ready for this. And so I heard myself say that and I answered it. I didn't answer it with my God supplies. Because the thought is, oh, I don't know, the money. That that was the thought. I didn't answer that. I answered, I acknowledged that this is fear trying to sit in. And so I said, there's no fear in love. Because perfect love casts out all fear. And I have perfect love on the inside of me because I have the God kind of life. In fact, the God kind of love is motivating me to build this facility. I'm not building it for Maria Murphy. I'm not building it for Eric Murphy. I'm building it to glorify God because I love people and I want them to know how good he is. By the time I got done with that, I saw the devil just... Like, oh, I don't hear it. Yeah. He was out, out the door. And I'm like, and that's where you'll stay. Shut up. Get out. You have no place here. And that's what we have to do every time. Every time. Not just once in a while, but every time. And so I'm developing that habit. I'll tell you, I didn't have that habit before. But I'm developing that habit. Today wasn't the first day. I'm developing that habit. And so, uh, that went out the door. And so, um, I like what that says. Fear doesn't have a place to start. Why? Cause faith is consistent. Faith is always working. Faith is always active. Faith is always alive and living. And so fear can't even find its way in. <laughs> and then I stay in the love of God. Obviously, you have to. Faith doesn't work without love. And so then uh, faith is God's creative, invisible force. Invisible force. Faith is God's creative, invisible force. And uh, he, he equated, and I talked about this uh, when we were praying for the children a couple weeks ago, electricity. That's the closest thing we have uh, to know what the anointing is. It's like electricity. Uh, and so um, then he said in Hebrews 11, 1, hope is faith's blueprint. 
Hope is faith's blueprint. And um, in, in looking at faith and consistency, he said, an excellent spirit refuses to compromise. And it always asks the question, what does the word say? What does the word say? Remember, rebound with the word. Rebound with the word. That's why it's so important, you know, this Bible app and us reading together. It may seem like a simple thing that we're doing together, but what we're trying to do is make this a habit because it's not a habit for many Christians. Reading the Bible is not a habit. We said it on prayer a couple days ago. We said you cannot have consistent results without consistent uh, reading and application of the word of God. You cannot. You will not experience consistent results with God if you are not in his word consistently. We cannot go one day and say, well, I didn't get results today, so I'm not going going to read for another three weeks. We can't do that. We can't attend church one day, not the next and say, see, it didn't work. It didn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. No consistency is the key to your breakthrough. Consistency is, is where your breakthrough is at. And so you've got to study the word and apply the word and speak the word consistently. And so we ask, what does the word say? What does the word say? Anything that you come up against, anything. And he gave examples in his own life of, you know, accidents, uh, family members that, that were killed tragically in accidents. And he said, you know, what does the word say? What do we do from here? And they turn the chapter and they just keep walking. Pastor Nancy Dufresne, her husband, Ed Dufresne, he went home to be with the Lord unexpectedly in a plane crash in, uh, in, uh, 2004, I think it was. And so, uh, he, he's been gone for a while, but, uh, he, it was unexpected. And she said people gave her such a hard time because she and her family decided that day we're turning the page. She said, I love my husband. She said, I love him. I honor him. And if you hear her messages, every one of them, she always talks about him, always gives honor to him. And so she said, but we turn the page and we go on, we walk on, we can't stay that he would not want us to do that. What does the word say in even the most tragic situation? We rebound with the word of God. And then here's one of the answers. Here's one of the questions, uh, that I had, thank you. It was 2013. Uh, it's time for increase in all the ministries of Jesus here on this earth. It's time for increase for all the ministries of Jesus here on this earth. It's time. It's time. And he said, faith opens the door and patience holds it open. Faith and patience, they inherited the promise. Faith opens the door and patience holds it open. Now, it's time that, that see, and, and I'll say this, and, and I don't want you to think anything in terms of, oh, Maria's discouraged or anything like that. But I, I wanted, I want to share my heart with you. And this is my question. 
I'm not content. And I think I've said this before. I'm not content. And I love everyone that God has brought to our church. I love where we are right now. I love it. I so appreciate every single person that God has brought to our door, that has stayed, that gets involved, that we get to do ministry with. But I am not satisfied and neither should you be satisfied with what we have going on in our church not satisfied. If you are satisfied, I would ask that you take that to the Lord (laughs) because we should not be satisfied because every week in our services, we should be seeing salvations. We should be seeing healings. We should be seeing miracles. We should be seeing all of these things in our services. Every service, we should have salvations. There was a church that opened its doors this week, and we're not comparing ourselves to other churches. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. This has been in my heart now for quite a while, not just when I took over. This is in my heart for years now, for years. And so, um, I, there's a church that opened its doors, uh, this, uh, this past week, this Sunday was their first service that they launched and it's in North Carolina. It's their first service that they launched. And, uh, they, they posted online that they had 1,687 people attend. They said that's unheard of, unheard of for a church to launch and 1,687 people show up unheard of. They had 362 of those 1,687 people give their lives to the Lord. So some of these people were in church for the very first time. They said, why is that happening? Because the world is ready for Jesus. The world is ready for him. Uh, I don't know if you watch sports or anything. Eric and I was talking about there's a revival taking place in the sports world Uh, and, and you can ignore it and enjoy the sport or you can say and see it and, and, and feel that there's, there's something happening. There's something happening. And, uh, we saw an almost tragic event where individuals, uh, parents were like, don't send me positive vibes. Don't send me well wishes and good thoughts. I need you all that can pray to pray. If you can't pray, leave it alone. We need prayer for this individual. And he was raised up. He died twice, more than that, twice on the field. Uh, but he, and he is alive today by the power of God. And there is no denying it. Even the doctors are saying he's a miracle. Why? Because of prayer because of prayer and the world is acknowledging that now people will look on the other side and say, but we have this going on and this 
you choose what you want to be interested in. I'm interested in this. Now, if you're interested in all this going on today with all of this shootings and all of this beating up and all that, you be interested in that and you will reap all the rewards of that. But I'm not interested in what the devil's doing. I'm interested in what Jesus is doing. That's what I'm interested in. And so uh, we can look at all that and, 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 and criticize and we can look and go march and we can... I am interested in what he's doing. That's it. I'm interested in what he's doing. And so it's not that we don't, that we ignore it and we don't care. I care. I care a lot. But I know that the only solution to that is him. You can write up all kinds of laws. You can change all kinds of things. But this world system doesn't work. Only he is the one who can bring about the change that they're crying for. Only Jesus can bring that and nothing else. Reform is not going to do it. Immigration's not going to do it. There's nothing's going to, only Jesus can bring about the change that they're crying out for, but they don't realize that yet. They don't realize it yet. And so we realize it. And so we're going to do what it takes to see it happen. Now, I bring up that church because not to compare, but um, that church has a lot of work on their uh, hands now because there's a lot of discipleship that needs to occur. A lot of discipleship that needs to occur there. And so um, one of the things that I'm not satisfied about is, is that I, I want uh, to, to be able to say, yeah, <laughs> souls are getting saved. Because to me, that's what the church is called to do. It's nice to come together to worship God. We have to do that. We need to do that. That's imperative for us to do that. That's a form of united prayer. And in that, in united prayer is a different type of prayer. And worship is a part of that, united worship. Uh, but you hear people talk about an open heaven. Uh, and uh, the heavens are open to us. We know this. Uh, but uh, I look at it as a flow of the spirit that you can only get and only uh, reach for when everyone is united. And so, um, and that's with united prayer. We see that in uh, four instance, instances in the word of God, we see that they came together in the time of crisis. We see when a big decision needed to be made, uh, they, they also came together. Uh, we see uh, when they were in uh, praying for forgiveness and repentance in Ezra, they all came together and that was united prayer. <coughs> we see different instances of that. And so we need to come together and uh, we need to, to, to learn the word of God and we need to uh, do the things that we're doing. But more than anything, the world needs Jesus. And if they're not coming to our doors, we've got to think about what else do we need to be doing? What else do we need to be doing? And so God is having conversations with me in regards to that. And so, because this, I don't, I, I, again, if you're satisfied with what we have, um, then I, I ask that you take that to the Lord. And, and, and I think then we're maybe too comfortable. Uh, and, and I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, we need to be, uh, uncomfortable, 
uh, and comfortable being uncomfortable because that means we're doing what he's called us to do. And so I know we, we're not waiting until our building is built to fulfill the mandates that God has called us to fulfill. I think I mentioned this last week. I committed to the Lord. We'll not be casual in our approach. We'll not be casual. Thank you, Miss Nisha. Uh, we're not going to be casual in our approach to anything. Uh, oh, when we get to the new building, we'll start doing no, no. So, uh, just, just look for things, uh, because, and just keep your ears open because there's going to be some things taking place that, uh, maybe people will think, well, why don't we just wait till we get to the, no, mm -mm, we're not waiting. We can't time is short. We can't. And so, uh, Faith opens the door and patience holds it open. And it's time for increase in all the ministries of Jesus. Those two things uh, were um, really stood out to me and Eric, especially in terms of what we were uh, talking about and praying about. Um, so uh, th that stayed with us. And then um, there was something else. Um, Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. And so he said, uh, you know, Jesus said, have faith in God. And he said, well, what about the economy? I don't know if you heard it today. Oh, interest rates are going up again. And he said, what about the economy? Have faith in God. What about my diagnosis? Have faith in God. You know, always rebound with the word of God and put the word in our mouths. That's the only way situations and circumstances will change. The only way. And so uh, that's what we have to do. I was uh, talking to mom and Eric today and I was reminded we were talking about um, how it is time and how they're seeing revival uh, in places. Mom was telling us about a young lady who was playing the guitar and singing just a simple worship song amongst a crowd of people. And the anointing of God just fell in the place and people were shaking, addictions uh, were, were leaving and, and they had to hold people uh, because, you know, and this is, this is recent and this is a young and only girl, <laughs> a young girl. And so um, it reminded me of the story of David Brainerd. If you know him, uh, he was a man who was um, very frail and he was um, someone that had, he died actually at a young age from consumption. Remember consumption back in the day, uh, uh, just killed people. And he was physically weak, but he was a spiritually powerful man of God. And um, he had this passion and love. We talked about the passion and love of God. And that's what has to move us. Uh, not sympathy. That's of our soul, but compassion that comes up from the inside. And that's what uh, God's working on me with. It's the compassion of God that's even making me move in this direction um, and not being satisfied. Compassion will keep you from being satisfied. You'll never be satisfied. You won't. Compassion won't allow you to be satisfied. So if you are, you, uh, get in the word of God, find out how Jesus was moved with compassion. And um, so this guy, in spite of his, he was, um, he made a mark over a hundred years ago in this nation. 
Uh, he lived in poor health. He, uh, in spite of his poor health, his failing health, he labored for the Lord among the Native Americans uh, in the forest of Northern Pennsylvania. So he's from, uh, you know, this area. And on many a winter night, you would find him out in the forest in Northern Pennsylvania, kneeling deep in, uh, kneeling down in deep snow, praying. I mean, this is late at night, early in the morning. You would find him just outside, knee deep in snow, just kneeling and praying. He interceded on the behalf of those Indians until he was soaked with perspiration despite the frigid temperatures. And so, you know, your body, uh, it plays, uh, it takes a toll on the body. And God heard his prayers and sent a mighty revival. He sent a mighty revival among the Indians. And not only did God send that revival, <laughs> but he transformed David Brainerd's father-in-law. And you know who that was? Jonathan Edwards. <laughs> Jonathan Edwards was his father-in-law. And, 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 and that prayer that he prayed because the compassion of God intercession, he was moved to intercede. Not only did it change the nation, but it also changed his father-in-law's life. And they said of Jonathan Edwards, he was the, the, the guy that had, he was one of the, they call him the mightiest thinkers that America had ever produced. He was the mighty prince of metaphysics is who he was. And, and the prayer of David Brainerd, uh, transformed him. He was transformed from that metaphysicist into an evangelist. Now, not just your normal evangelist, a flaming evangelist. You hear that sermon, sinners in the hands of an angry God. <laughs> now, his doctrine may not have been exactly right, right? But he got his point across. They said, when he spoke, people in the room, even the biggest individuals, uh, the ones who had lots of influence, it was though they felt as if the floor was falling underneath them and they were sinking to hell as he spoke and they would run to the front and get saved because that was how much they were convicted by the Holy Spirit when he spoke. <laughs> that was all a result of the prayer of one man. Yeah that took the time and said, I need this. We need a change to occur. We need a change to occur. They said they would, uh, they would, <laughs> they said some of the individuals when that would happen would throw their arms around some of the beams in the church because the pillars of the church, while they called out to God for mercy, because they thought they were going to hell today, <laughs> today. Yeah, that's how the anointing of God, how much the presence of God uh, manifested in that place. And uh, that kind of love and desire that David Brainerd had 
uh, it drove him, an ailing man, to his knees. And it can't be manufactured. I mean, that kind of love can't be manufactured. We can't sit around and talk about it and, and try to conjure it up ourselves and, and manufacture it and say, oh, we need, we can't do that. We can't do that. It comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. It comes from um, allowing the Holy Spirit to help us. And it comes from our heart. Um, he didn't get that from a man. He didn't get it from a man. Uh, you can't get that from anyone but God. Hallelujah. Anyone but God. And um, it's, that's, <laughs> we got to get to the place where we simply can't survive without answers to prayers that we've prayed since I was a kid. Prayers that we've prayed since I was a child about the revival, you know, the last day revival. And, and, and I like what Stephen Dufresne said. He said, you know, that was great that, you know, Charles Finney and Jonathan Edwards and uh, that's awesome, Smith Wigglesworth and all of that. But what about me? And I don't mean to, for me to be used by God for that. That's great and that's wonderful. But I mean, my eyes to see that now. My heart to experience that now. Our church to experience that now. That's, that's what I'm talking about. For all of us to experience that together. And so this is my heart for us that we would experience these things uh, and that the compassion of God would rise up so much so on the void, uh, on the inside of us that we would take action, um, not just hear about it and be like, that's so nice. That's just so, praise the Lord. That's just wonderful. Just so nice. And then when opportunity comes for us to get there and to do that, um, well, you know, um, I've got something else to do tonight. Um, yeah, I got, you know, it's, I, I'm a little busy. So, um, or, you know, we have a game tonight. Um, or do you see, this is, this is the, the ache that I have in me concerning these things. And so, uh, because yeah, I know we got to live our lives. I get that, but just realize that we're living our lives. And so it depends on how bad we want it. Amen. And, and, and it's, it's not to say that, um, we're not supposed to do these other things cause we have to, we must, I mean, we live in this world, but my thing is, is Talk to the Lord concerning it. Don't just do something because everybody else does it. And that's just what we do in on this earth. Don't just do that. Inquire of the Lord what he wants you and your family to do. Inquire of him and then do what he says. Inquire of the Lord what he would have you do and then do what he says. Um, 
because the time that we're living in um, is a time where there's going to be acceleration. Like he said, uh, it's time, it's time for increase in all of the ministries of Jesus. It's time. And we said it before, the local church is the, the Jesus is the head of the church and we are his body. And when he works, he works in and through his body, his local church. That is us. That is you and I. And so he works in the church. And so it's our job as the church to find out what our place is. Because where where I'm a part of the body of Christ, I'm a member of the body of Christ. You're a member of the body of Christ. Our church is a part of the body of Christ. And so our church has a calling, has a calling on it for this last day. Our church has a calling for this last day. And it, it's a calling that must come forth. It must come forth. It's a calling that our church has. And if you're a part of the church, the calling is on you too. You're a part of that calling. That call is on you as well. And so um, that calling has to come forth. And so we facilitate that by uh, prayer, united prayer. And so something that I've not um, spoken to uh, my leadership team yet, um, but um, I'm getting ready to. I'll be meeting with them in two weeks, but um, a leadership team that does not pray together consistently uh, won't accomplish much for the Lord. We can do a lot of planning and we can do a lot of uh, things in the natural, and we need to. You understand? We do not minimize that. We have to do that. But uh, if we leave out the important part of prayer, uh, we'll find that our plans will be our plans. And even though some of the plans you know we get will be from God, but they will not be as fruitful as they can be. And so uh, our uh, leadership team will be praying and you say, where will you pray? We're going to pray right here at my house. And I would love to open that up to anybody who would like to come uh, because we've got to pray. And then don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if on uh, coming to a church near you uh, on Sunday morning, if we take a little bit of time and do some united worship and prayer. Don't, don't be surprised about that. Um, you know, my concern has always been uh, the word and the spirit, the word and the spirit. And I told the Lord and I told that commitment, I don't know if you remember, but when the baton was passed to me from my parents, uh, I committed to the Lord that I would honor my heritage of being a church that moves in the word and the spirit and that I will not compromise on that. And I am holding true to my promise. Uh, I, I, I feel that we are doing well with teaching the word of God and, and hearing from the Lord. And, and I, am, I, I made a commitment that I'm not going to do one of those numbers and brush off you know, a message that 
I preach and, and come teach y'all that. No, I, I'm committed uh, to doing uh, what the Lord, and that's why I, I'm, I've, you know, I have individuals I can call on to do messages and things of that nature. But every time I have gone in that direction to try to do that, the Lord has put a stop to it and has told me not yet. And so, um, I, I'm being obedient to him. And so, uh, even to have guests in, there are guests I want to have because y'all need to hear from other people that I learn from and that we, and we will have people, but right now is a time of building in more ways than one. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Um, it, we're building in more ways than one. And so uh, I, I pray uh, that this excites you the way it excites me because I know where we're headed. Uh, when you obey the Lord, <laughs> um, there's just such blessing. There's such blessing. Oh, there's such blessing. And so uh, I'm exciting. I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. So I'll ask you to just be flexible <laughs> when you come to church and, and first come, <laughs> come to church. Uh, please come to church, uh, bring your supply and make it available. Uh, now it's on Sundays, you know, and so come on Sundays and bring your supply. God has something that he's doing in our church. And um, I don't have the words in English to share with you, but every time I go into prayer about our church, uh, it just is so big on the inside, but it's, it's not familiar, <laughs> which is, can be scary. <laughs> There's no fear, uh, but it can be uncomfortable, but it's not familiar because a lot of times we hear revival and we hear and we go back to the stories and we look back and we go yeah like that and like that oh it's going to be like that and like that it's not familiar to me in my heart uh, I know it's from the Lord and I know uh, that it's good and it's exciting but it's not um <laughs> so anyway we're just going to be obedient to him. And I thank you uh, for leaning in and, and just going before the Lord and asking him what your part is. That's, that's my ask for you is to go before the Lord and ask him what your part is in this, because the church has a call. And, and the more we do this, the more the call will become clear the more the call will become clear. And as it does, you'll be able to have more of uh, information to wherewith you can ask the Lord, what's my part in this? You understand? And so uh, right now it's, we just got a little piece of, okay, we're going in this direction and we're building uh, in, in, in different ways. Um, and we're going to build a building, but we're building our church in different ways. Uh, and so we transitioned and then now we're in a building period. And so uh, building our impact uh, is more than just building a building. And that's what's becoming reality to me in these past few weeks and months. It's, it's not just about building a building for our impact, but it's building ourselves up for impact, building our unity up for impact, building our congregation up for impact. Amen. 
Glory to God. Well, I said we are not going to go uh, till eight, but here we are. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, so let me just pray. If you'd like to give tonight, you can. Y'all know how to give. You can go on the Push Pay app. You can go on uh, our website, whatever it is uh, that you uh, usually give or how you give. Uh, but I want to just take a, a minute or two and just pray. Father, I just thank you uh, that we have the awesome privilege of being your church. There are so many other things that each of us could be doing at this time in the world. There, there's lots of things, but we are your church. And what an awesome privilege to, to have the realization of that and to be walking in that revelation that we are members of your body where many are not. And so I thank you for the revelation that you've given to us and we don't take it for granted. It puts us in a unique position. And so we thank you, Father, for that. We thank you. We see what you're doing and we appreciate it. We're not blind to what is going on around us and how the spirit of God, how your spirit is moving upon uh, leaders and moving upon the prophets and moving upon each of us uh, to let us know the time that we're in. And so we're not ignorant of the time we're in. We know that time is short. We know that you desire that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You desire that. And this is where this takes us to what we're talking about. This is where this impact, the eternal impact, that's where it takes us to. And so father, I thank you for hearts that are united one accord in one accord, hearts and minds aligned together and aligned with your spirit. And we thank you that as a result, we are going to step into the place that you desire for us for this time, for such a time as this. I believe we've stepped into it uh, just with the tip of our toe, but we're about to be fully engulfed in it. We're about to jump all the way in, all the way in, all the way in. And just as we desire that none stay behind in the word of God and in growing, Father, you know my heart. I desire that no one stay behind with the move of the Holy Spirit. And so I ask that you would help us. You'll help me, help me to facilitate that. And so I give honor and glory to you and we praise you for all that we're about to accomplish because of you and because of your spirit. We receive it all, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank you all for joining tonight. And I thank you for making your supply of the spirit available and for just being united together with us. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I thank you for, for always uh, just 
loving God so much that you want what he wants. Amen. That's where I'm at. I just want what he wants. Uh, life is fulfilled and satisfying when we have what he wants for us. And that's what we want for our church. Amen. It's his church and he is building his church around the world we get to be a part of it. <laughs> we get to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for joining. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you 